the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Kettering Baptist Church. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. We want to encourage your attention this morning to Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse number 1. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your father and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. The portion of the scripture that I've read and you're hearing this morning is of a story of Abram's call from a God he did not know. Uh, Abram was uh, an idol worshiper. He was uh, unaffiliated with the living God. And he receives a call from the living God, and he responds to the call by faith. The call is such that it says to Abram, a man of great wealth, a man of great uh, possessions and people, and he's got servants, and he's got a wife, and He's kind of established and and comfortable where he is, but it's a call to Abram to leave your comfortable zone. And not only is it a call from a God he doesn't know, it's a call to a place that the God won't tell him where he's going. And Abram responds by doing what God called him to do. Abram leaves Ur, which is where they were, in route to Canaan. And in route to Canaan, he stops And they settle down in Haran. Now, uh, the interesting thing about this is that this is not where God needed Abram to be. Abram becomes, you know, wealthy, gathers his wealth or his establishes himself there. And he begins to get really comfortable there. And kind of like some of us who perhaps have come into this place on today, Abram is in Haran, not because he chose to be in Haran, but he's in Haran because his father left him there. His father led him there and left him there, and there he became what he was up to the point when God called him, and he had become comfortable there. Many people who walked in the door this morning, you're where you are, not because it's where God told you to go, but you're there because somebody left you there. You're there because this is as far as folk in your family go. You're there because this is what's expected of you. You're there because of somebody else's vision for you, but not God's vision for you. And you've grown comfortable in that place. This place that I'm talking about is not necessarily a home, though it could be. 
It, it could be a relationship. It could be a state of mind. It could be a, an emotional status. Maybe somebody left you in a wrecked up, messed up emotional state and you're there. But watch this. But you become comfortable being there. Because you do know that we have a tendency and the capability of being comfortable even in our chaos. Because it's your chaos. This is my chaos. I'm comfortable with my chaos. I know when I'm going to cry. I know, I'm, I'm, I know this is going to be all night, Friday night, drinking, smoking, doing whatever, eating a whole barrel of ice cream. Because this is my chaos. You're comfortable there. But this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject, a call to leave your comfort zone. In fact, I think even hearing this idea, it probably brings some sense of nervous anxiety and tension to the room because most of us have established some level of comfort where we are. And I'm not saying, again, it's not that it's always the best scenario, but it's your place. It's where you are. It's what you become accustomed to and comfortable with. And that's kind of where Abram is in the text. But in this text, what happens, first of all, the text says, now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country. What I want to kind of point to, first of all, as we look at this call to transition, uh, there's a call here from God to Abram to transition from what you are accustomed to and comfortable with. I can't bless you the way I want to bless you where you are. Where you are, man of God, woman of God, God wants to transition you to another place because the blessing that he has in store for you, he can't give it to you where you are. And so there's a call to transition from where you are. You've got to leave, Abram. You've got to leave Haran. You've got to leave there because what I have for you, I can't give it to you in Haran. So he calls him, but I need you to focus on one thing real quickly, that this call comes in verse number one from the Lord. This call has to come from God. I say that because far too many people make a move out of their comfortable zone or out of where they are because somebody else called them out. I need this to be clear to you that this call out of your comfort zone needs to come from God because nobody else can tell you what they have in store for you but God. And only God knows if you get to this place what's going to happen in this place. Some of us know because we follow the crowd that things look like it was going well at a season. And then you followed the crowd and found out that the crowd was en route to an off-the-cliff experience. In this call to transition, we need to assure that the call comes from the Lord. The text says that it came from Adonai. That is the God who has authority to call you out of your comfort zone to a place that he has for you. And so the call comes from the Lord. And the Lord says to Abram, Abram, he says to him, get out of your country. Now, I can't kind of imagine God coming and saying, get out of your country. But this is what he says to Abram, a heathen, a one that doesn't know God, hasn't spoke to God, hasn't had an experience with the living God. He says to him, get out of your country, get out of the place, get out of the position, get out of the routine that you're used to. I might be talking to somebody here this morning. Get out of your country. Get out of what's normal for you, because I need to transition you to a place where you can be in position to receive the measure of blessing that you cannot get where you are. Then he comes back and he says, not only get out of your country, get out from your family. Get out from 
the folk that you hang around, one of the reasons why we hang with family is because there's a level of dependence on family. And because we depend on family, we have a tendency to not depend on God. God needs to get some of us to a place where our dependence is not on mama and daddy and brothers and sisters and auntie and uncle and cousins. But no, our dependence is on the living God. He calls Abram to a place to get out of your country, get out of your comfort zone, get away from your family. Abram, I've got something I want to do to you and through you that I can't do where you are. And he says to him, Abram, I want you to get out from your country, get out from your family and from your father's house. You need to leave mom and daddy's house and go to a land that I will show you. Now, there's a great degree of discomfort here because I know how we are as Christians. We are, okay, Lord, let me pray about that. And while we're praying, we want to know, Lord, okay, when are we going to get there? What's the accommodations like when I get there? Who else is going to be there? And we got all kinds of questions for God. And we not move until we get answers to our questions. And that's why sometimes, because we haven't moved out of our comfort zone, we haven't walked into the blessing and the favor of God. Abram is going to step out on faith because he has nothing to measure what God just said. And he's going to step out on faith and accept God to transition his position from Haran to wherever God's leading him. I'm trying to talk to us this morning because I believe God is calling some of us out of our comfort zones. Secondly, after this call to transition, there's a promise for transforming. Picks up verse number two. He says to Abram, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will do it. The promise that comes here to transform Abram comes in the authority of the voice of I will. Now, just in case you don't quite comprehend the level and the depth and the power of the voice of the I will. The I will is this. When God says, I will, there is nothing that God wills that doesn't take place. If I can take you all the way back to when the firmament and the deep were floating around and there was nothing. The Bible says God stepped out of nowhere, stood on nothing and began to will the worlds into existence. Whenever God wills something, there is nothing that can contradict or hold back the will of God. And so God says in the authority of I will to Abram, Abram, I will make you a great nation. Now, y'all need to keep in mind, Abram's got a wife. She doesn't have any babies. She can't have children. And Abram's thinking, yeah, sure. You're going to make me a great nation. And I know that Abram doesn't have any idea of what God is saying to him, nor the magnitude of what God wants him to do. Because when we're in our comfortable zone, we really can't see too far beyond where we are. Amen. Let me paint this another way. There are some of us who have grown up in families and and folk in your family have only done certain amounts of things and they've only gone so far. And so you can't even imagine going beyond what has happened in your family. That's your circle. Some of you, even though you in certain families, you're in certain circles. You've got certain partners that you hang out with. You've got certain people that you hang out with. And because they haven't gone any farther, you can't even imagine yourself going any farther because you've already assessed your pecking order in the group. And if this person you view as being better or smarter or what have you than you are and they haven't gone anywhere, you can't even imagine that you can go any farther than where they are. But that's with man. This is a God call here. 
This is a God call to Abram who says to him, Abram, I will make your name great. I'm going to make you a great nation. Abram is getting ready to become the father of the nation of Israel. Israel doesn't exist at this point in time. God is calling him out to be the, the beginning of the nation of Israel. And he's calling him out to that. And I, I, I just believe in my heart that Abram didn't have a clue what this is all going to encompass. But I'm going to make you a great nation. Now, in Abram's mind, he probably was only comparing what God was saying with what he saw and knew that great nations were. But what God is saying here in this text is way beyond what any great nation of Abram's day represented. And I will bless you. Now, up till now, Abram has what he has by chance. He's wealthy. He's got servants. He's got, he's got some resources, but he has it by chance. In fact, he just happened to be born into the right family. He's got, you know, his father's got stuff. He's got stuff transferred to him. And so he's kind of got these things by chance. He doesn't have a relationship with the living God. His father doesn't have a relationship with the living God. His father is an idol worshiper. He's an idol worshiper. So he's not living in the blessings of, of the eternal God. He's living by the chance of man. It could have been Abram. It could have been somebody else. But God says to Abram, Abram, I'm going to move you from having what you have by chance to having what I want for you by my choice. There's a big difference in having some resources by chance and having the favor of God by his choice. When God says, I choose to be the one that decides what you're going to have. I choose to be the one who sets the level and the standard and the height and the depth and the breadth and the width that you're going to impact the world and, and what you're going to possess. When God says, I'm going to be the one, God, I'd rather have the choice of God than the chance of man. And God says to Abram, I will bless you. I will make your name great. Now, for you and I, a great name is quite different from what it would have been in their day and time. In our day and time, a great name means we get some tennis shoes. You got a great name because your name is on the shoe, your name is on the shirt, your name is on the jacket, your name is on the billboard. And when everybody show up, your name. Amen. That's what a great name means to us. A great name is just, I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody wants it. Your product is out there or whatever it is. Your reputation is out there uh, as being great in the community, great wherever you are. And, and that's our idea of great name. But what God is saying to Abram is not that. He's not saying, Abram, I'm going to have some Abram sandals and everybody going to want your sandals. Number one, Abram ones, twos, threes, fours, five. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, Abram, what I'm going to do to you is I'm going to make your character great. Because a name in biblical times was not the reputation of men. It's the character of the man. I'm going to make your character great, Abram. And Abram, I'm not only going to make your character great, I'm going to make your legacy great. <laughs> because here, as we're reading through this text, just before coming into chapter 12, in chapter 11, you read through these genealogies, and you got all these names of people, and names of people, and these are names that you never heard of before. But God says, Abram, what I'm going to do is I'm going to escalate your name so that in the lineage of life, in the whole history of the world, when they say, Abram, this going to mean something. Everybody's going to flock to your name. They're not going to just flip through the pages and read past Abram and say, oh, he was just a man who lived and died. No, they're going to say, Abram, father Abraham. They're going to sing about you in Sunday school. Abraham had many sons. Oh, I'm going to make your name great, Abraham. 
Abram had no idea that four or five thousand years later we would still be talking about him. He didn't have a clue about that. All he knows is that God has called me to do something. I've transitioned into what God has called me to do. And God says, I'm going to transform you, Abram, into what I want you to be. And Abram, what I want you to understand, Abram, when I bless you, I want you to be a blessing. It's right there in the text. And he says, and you shall be a blessing. When I look this up in the original Hebrew structure of the sentence, what he says in essence to Abram is, he doesn't say it the way we've articulated in English. In the English it says, and you shall be a blessing. No, in the Hebrew, what it says is be a blessing. In other words, Abram, when I do for you, when I transform your life, when I transfer your character, when I transform your reputation, when I transform your legacy, be a blessing. In other words, Abram, what I'm going to do for you, I want you to be a blessing back to the kingdom of God. Can I talk to somebody here this morning? When God transforms you, be a blessing to the kingdom. Don't bless yourself. No, don't take what God blesses you with and go bless the world with. Don't be a world seeker. No, be a kingdom builder. In other words, use the gifts, the talents, the abilities, the favor that God blesses you with and then be a blessing to the kingdom. I think sometimes we oftentimes will say, you know what, if I had this, this is what I would do. Well, here's what I'm saying. With what you already have, start doing what you said you was going to do. Because then when you get there to where you said you was going to be, you know, we all do it. Man, if I had that lottery, man, I would do this and that and I would bless this person. And I would, well, start blessing them now. Just don't bless them with the, all the zeros behind it. Amen. You would give them 10,000. Well, just give them 10. That's all you can do right now. Be a blessing is what I'm trying to help you understand. When God transforms you, be a blessing. When, when God changes your name, be a blessing. When God changes you into a great nation, be a blessing. When God begins to transform you because you moved out of your comfort zone into a place where he could bless you, be a blessing. So he says, okay, I've got a promise. I'm going to bless you, Abram. I'm going to do this for you, Abram. I want you to understand what I got planned for you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And I want you to be a blessing. Now, verse 3 is the final part of this. Because after this call to transition, the promise to transform, there is finally, there's this whole blessings of transferal. What God, in essence, says here in this third verse is there's this process of transferal that I want to work with you Abram and I'm going to do it through you Abram I'm going to begin transferring things and watch this I love the way this laid out he says I will bless those who bless you in other words Abram because you stepped out of your comfort zone and you're walking in what I've called you to and you've transitioned from where you are to where you need to be and I've done the transformation in you Abram when people bless you I'm going to transfer a blessing back to them we need to be looking out for folk that God has his hand on. We need to understand that when we bless that person, we'll never come up short because what God is going to do is transfer the blessing back to you. So you'll never come up short by blessing the one whom God has his hand on doing the work of the kingdom. Watch this. And then he comes back and he says, but Abram, for those who curse you, I'm going to transfer a curse back to them. But watch this. They cast a curse at you, Abram, but God says, I'm going to cast the curse back at them. Now, which curse is worse? That when they cast a blessing at you, Abram, God says, I'm going to, out of my treasures in heaven, I'm going to cast a blessing back to them. Which blessing is better? 
So we need to get this thing balanced here that when you bless those, God's going to bless you. When you curse the anointed of God, God's going to curse you. I believe that's why scripture says, touch not the anointed. I'm not going to mess. That's God's anointed. I'm, because if I, if I mess with that, it's coming back to me in, in a God-sized way. So he says, look, I'm going to transfer the blessing to those who bless you. I'm going to transfer the curse to those who curse you. Watch this. And in you... All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abram, in you and through you, I'm going to transfer a blessing to all the families of the earth. Now, what this really literally is, is it's a prophetic statement that is letting Abram know that, Abram, I have now positioned you to be in place that I'm going to bring the Messiah through you. The Messiah is coming through you, Abram, and that Messiah is going to come and give his life as a ransom for all. He's going to die on a cross, shed blood for all, and pay the sins of the entire world. Why? Because Abram accepted the call to move out of his comfort zone, and he let God transform him. But when God called Abram, Abram had no clue of how great and how awesome and what spectacular things God had planned. When you step outside your comfort zone and God decides to make your name great, nobody's going to walk past your tombstone a hundred years from now and not know who you are. When you step outside of your comfort zone and God begins to transfer into your bosom blessings that you can't even comprehend because nobody in your family, nobody in your social circle has ever experienced, you're going to witness God transferring from generation to generation even after you're gone. He's going to transfer blessings because you were faithful to a call he had on your life I need you to understand that 2,000 years ago there was a call on Calvary's cross and it called us to a place of transition I need you to move from where you are to where I want you to be I know you're just used to living and dying and, and that's all it is to you but God said I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I need you to move from where you are to a place I can't tell you about yet, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming back again to receive you unto myself. Watch this. And if you accept my call, I'll transfer to you holiness of God. I'll transfer to you the king's keys. I'll transfer to you a new deed on some property, a mansion in the sky, not made with hands. I'll exchange your sin for my salvation. I'll exchange your unholiness for my holiness. There's a transfer going on with God. 
I want to transfer to you that which you can't comprehend. I want to bless you in a way that you can't even fathom. I want to put your name down in the legacy of life so that when we open the books of the Lamb's book of life, your name will be in the book. I'm trying to transfer to you blessings, but I got to get you to move from your comfort zone. There's a call to move out of our comfort zone. If you stay there, yes, you'll live at the level that you have. But if you accept the call to move outside of that, God will blow your natural mind with what he can do. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 1045 a.m., and 1230 p.m. For service locations and or additional information, contact our church office at 301-336-7150. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buca Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.